You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Packernet Podcast. I'm your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. It's Christmas time. Don't worry about preliminaries, none of that stuff. I just wanted to do something really quick so you can get back to your families and whatnot. I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever really done before. But what I decided to do was do a little segment. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a segment called The 12 Days of Christmas Green Bay Packers Style. I don't actually know the story behind what that all is, but we're just going to treat this as 12 wishes that I want for Christmas from Santa Claus, and we'll call it the 12 Days of Christmas. And um, just mind your own business, because uh, I, f- I was proud of this. I thought it was clever. So we're not going to do preliminaries, but uh, we're just going to jump in. So number one on the uh, You're supposed to count it down, aren't you? Or no, you're not. I don't, I don't even know. It's a terrible song. Kind of obnoxious, actually. But hey, let's get started. I know I'm not going to refer to them as Days of Christmas. It's just 12 wishes. Here we go. Number one on the list that I want from Santa Claus this year is health in Week 17 for the Green Bay Packers. Somebody stubs their toe or kind of like, you know, gets a stinger, you know, maybe gets kicked in the shins. You know, that's football. It's going to happen. I don't want anyone to get seriously hurt. All right, not in this game. Just get out of this game healthy and we can all be happy. That's all I want. That's pretty much literally all I want, (laughs) except these other 11 things. Number two, I would like the Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Browns to all win their football games. Why, you ask? Well, because currently they're drafting after us because they have better records than us. Why does that matter? Allow me to move on to number three. I would like the Green Bay Packers to beat the Lions. I know, I'm being a traitor. I convinced a lot of people tanking is the right thing to do. We need to lose. We need to bench. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, I cared when it was potentially a top five pick. If we're talking about the difference between, I mean, technically we could get as high as 10, but that's only if about, what, four teams in front of us all win. They won't. Maybe one is going to win. Two at best. So we're talking about the difference between 12 and 14. And if we win, we're talking about the difference between maybe 14 and 16-ish. You know, because again, it depends who wins and loses. It's just not worth it at that point. It's just not worth losing to the Lions and, you know, everything that goes with it. And, the you know, everything everybody's been talking about, about, you know, ending the season strong and, and winning and all that goes into it. That doesn't carry as much weight as a top five pick. But if, again, if we're talking about the difference between 14 and 16, I'll buy it. Because I know it does have some value. Right? Aaron Rodgers had a great game. Awesome. Let's continue that. Let's continue it for the rookies. Jamal Williams, a lot of people looked probably better in that game than they have all year. So, yeah, let's let's see if we can build on that and finish strong. Let's, as I've been saying, start 2019 today. But instead of starting 2019 from Gutekunst's standpoint, let's start it from Rodgers' standpoint. Let's go, let's pretend this is a playoff, you know, kind of thing where we're going on a run. Last week was the first week of 2019. We're 1-0. Boom. Burn. 
Moving on to number four. I would like the Bears and the Eagles to both win next week. Why? The Bears play the Vikings, and if the Eagles also win, the Vikings are out of the playoffs. Now, I don't know if I should admit this or not, but I kind of feel bad saying that on Christmas. Because I know there's some Vikings fans that listen, and I love you guys, and I wish you all the best, I, but you, you know I can't accept a Vikings Super Bowl victory. I, I, I can't accept that. And if I allow you guys to get in, and if I don't tell Santa to start kneecapping people, listen, I'm, I can't enjoy my Christmas. So, I'm sorry, I can't take that risk. Once you guys get in, anything can happen, right? Anything's possible. If the Eagles can do it, you guys can do it. As terrible as you've been this year, burn. Boom, roasted. Number five, and as you're going to see, there's a pattern here. I would also like the Eagles to win their wild card game because I'm almost positive there's no scenario, assuming the Eagles win, they will 100% be playing against the Bears. So you'll have Seahawks and Cowboys will be playing against each other. Then you'll have Eagles, Bears. Pretty sure. I, I went to that ESPN thing and I started clicking back and forth on all the different scenarios. I couldn't get anyone else to budge. It's really just a matter of who's playing the Vikings, as best as I can tell. Could be wrong about that. Maybe I missed something. But the Eagles could just do a clean sweep. The Eagles win could knock the Vikings out. Then the Eagles win, they they knock the Bears out. Get this. Guess what number six is? If the Eagles win, they will be the lowest seed. They'll be the sixth seed, which means they play who? The number one seed. Who's the number one seed? The New Orleans Saints. Guess what I want the Eagles to do? I want them to win the next three weeks in a row. I essentially want them to just go on an absolute tear. Why? Because we have the Saints pick, and I don't want them to win any more games than they have to. We draft higher. The sooner they lose, the higher we draft. Does it make that big of a difference? No. But I don't care. I don't want to risk, like, one awesome guy. Where it's like, oh, that would have been nice, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I want the Eagles to win three weeks in a row. Knock out the, they have the ability to knock out the Vikings, the Bears, and the Saints in three weeks. That would, I would, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of the Eagles fans because they get a little rowdy. I will go out the day they beat the Saints and go buy an Eagles jersey. I don't even care what it is. I always kind of had admiration for Sproles. Maybe I'll get a Sproles or something. I don't know. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter. I don't even care. Maybe I'll just get an Eagles hat. I, don't, I mean, listen. I'd appreciate it, but jerseys are expensive. Starting with wish number seven, we're going to move on a little bit into next year. I would like to get a really good head coach, but a head coach that inspires. That seems to be the path we're going, right? We're not going the higher draft pick route. We're going the, you know, we're a dominant team route. We're just better than you. We're better than the Jets. We're about to be better than the Lions. We're going to come out next year. We're going to be better than all you and win a Super Bowl. We need a coach that can foster that. Because, listen, a lot of the problems we had weren't exactly talent. Aaron Rodgers has all the talent in the world. He didn't play very well. This past game was, again, arguably, I don't know for sure, it felt like his best game. But he was also happy. He was inspired. He he led a comeback. He hasn't led a comeback all year. That was like the whole thing. That, that was kind of what felt flat about this season. We expect, like, when the ball's in his hand, you're doomed. And then we go three and out, and it's like, what, what is that? That's not what Aaron Rodgers does. That doesn't even make sense. So a coach that inspires and especially can inspire and motivate Aaron Rodgers, but everybody, right? I've been saying it for a while now. There's a lot of things that go into being a head coach, but I feel like Mike McCarthy was never really a rah-rah guy. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to get a rah-rah guy. I don't want him to be completely devoid of any other qualities, but it just felt like this was a team that was going through the motions, that was just kind of, you know, 
you have an ex you know there's there's a high level of expectation here in Green Bay and you are expected to execute and if you don't you're a failure if you do you just did your job I don't know kind of cool if like the, we had a coach maybe maybe like a younger coach with good knees you know he can run out into the field and like tackle Aaron Rodgers and be like what up you that was awesome and Rodgers is like yeah but I mean that was just a first down we got to keep playing you might want to get off or we're gonna get a penalty you know whatever I don't know he can figure out how his own way to motivate. Moving on to number eight, I would like a staff. This includes the head coach, but overall a staff that develops. been talking about draft and develop, and I feel like there's a somewhat of a lack of development. But part of the, the, the good side of that is if we do get guys that can help to develop, there's a lot of hidden potential. The young wide receivers, the upside on these guys is just phenomenal. Montrevious Adams, we're starting to see a little glimmer. If we can get that guy to step up and play, it's going to be big. You got Oren Burks and and Josh Jones, two very very talented, similar style players, very fast, very you know. Oren Burks is is the guy that we need, right? He's he's a pivotal piece. He's got that speed and that that ability and all that kind of stuff. If we can develop the guys that we have, Josh Jackson, oh my goodness, how big is it going to be if Josh Jackson and Kevin King are just lights out cornerbacks? Suddenly we have very young, very dominant, and um, three of them. <laughs> On top of, you know, Bashad Breeland and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Tony Brown. So there's a lot of potential and ability on this team that just needs to be developed. It's not like, well, this is the, the team we have and they're devoid of talent and we pretty much have to go into the draft, except there's not enough picks to fill all these holes. Right, but there's enough talent on the team to fill the holes if they could just step up and be quality starters. And I'm, I don't even need elite. Just be a quality starter. Be, a, be, be like Jair. Jair wasn't elite. He just wasn't, but he was very good. And I'll take good any day of the week. I'll take a team full of good players any day of the week with like an occasional Devontae, Rodgers, and uh, Kenny Clark and Bakhtiari. So a little bit of elite. But otherwise, just good, man. I don't need Josh Jackson to be number cornerback one in the NFL. Just be a good corner that's reliable. Development is going to be a big deal. So moving on to number nine. Sort of self-evident, but we need Goot to absolutely nail the draft. Regardless of where we're picking, we've got two firsts, which is huge. We've got a second. We've got, uh, what is it, a third and two-fourths and a fifth and two-sixths and a seventh. Lots of draft capital. You know, I'm over it. I'm not upset. I don't care. We didn't get top five. It's fine. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, if you would have told me prior to last the 2018 draft that, that coming into this year we were going to have a you know, I don't know, a 14 or a 15, and then an additional first round, two first round picks. I don't even care what the numbers were. You could have told me we had two first, we had a 25th and a 26th, and I'd have freaked out. Because it's awesome. That's always going to be awesome. And then if you told me that we traded back, but then traded back up, so we still had a first round pick, and that first round pick was awesome, and we still got two first round picks in this next draft. I mean, that's just, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. But we need Gutekunst to really nail it and uh, to knock it out of the park. There's a lot of potential in the upcoming draft. A lot of our needs uh, align, at least insofar as the first round is concerned. So a lot of lot of hope and desire there to, uh, to really come away with something big. Number 10, one big free agent. Now, I expect to get more than one free agent. And when I say big, I don't just mean big contract. This can be somebody that just... You know, we signed for like $4 million and they're a freak, right? It can go different ways. We got Jimmy Graham for a lot of money. He did nothing. But what I want is that one piece that makes a difference, sort of that Khalil Mack type of piece where this is like, 
this is the one thing that was missing. This is the this is the one big piece. Whether it's a a quality wide receiver that helps you know Aaron Rodgers out, whether it's you know it could be an offensive guard that just solidifies this offense and that really starts to take shape. Um, you know, a, a linebacker, a corner, an edge rusher. It really doesn't matter. It could be a safety would be awesome, but just one that when we look back on the season, it's like this addition transformed this defense or transformed this offense or th- this was a huge hit again doesn't need to be massive contract and I do expect more than one but I just want that one that one quality piece that just really takes things up to the next level number 11 Aaron Rodgers is back to being QB1 in the NFL there, there's been a lot of talk about quarterbacks there's a lot of buzz about a lot of awesome quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers is not even in the conversation right now and it makes me very very sad that needs to change Again, what we saw against the Jets felt like Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers of old, or of last year for that matter. Before he got hurt, he looked really good. I just I just want him back, man. I want the guy that comes out and just smiles and is happy. And whatever it's going to take, I mean, a new coach could help that. Getting him some additional weapons could help that. Helping the offensive line could help that. Take away some of this frustration that he has by, you know, with the lack of talent and just try to bring things up a little bit. Whatever it takes, I just want to see Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers again. Even if we have to go back to the days where Aaron Rodgers is just dragging dead weight, but he's just awesome, I'll take that. Because I'll take Aaron Rodgers dragging a bum team into the playoffs over, you know, a somewhat better defense than we've seen in a while and a good running back and Devontae's about peak, you know, Devontae. And things are actually looking up, but Rodgers isn't cutting it. Because this is the difference. This is why Aaron Rodgers gets paid so much, right? The team improved, Rodgers regressed, we missed the playoffs. The team is garbage, Rodgers is elite, we get to the NFC Championship, right? I mean, that's, that's why you pay that man that much money, but we need to get him back to what he was. Finally, for number 12, not football-related, I hope you guys enjoy your Christmas. Yes, that was a little bit lame, but that is my 12th wish for Santa Claus, is for you all to just enjoy your Christmas and have a very, very great day. Tomorrow, uh, regular, regular scheduled programming will proceed. I don't exactly know what that means yet, but um, we'll figure it out. Otherwise, I want to leave you with a Christmas ditty. I actually had never even heard this song until like high school, maybe even later, and I asked my grandma, what's your favorite Christmas song? And she said something. I'm like, what? That's not, a, that wasn't, that's not even on the list. What is that? I've never heard of that in my life. Like, you got to pick one that I know, Grandma. It's going to be some some dumb song. I don't know what it... And I listen to it, and it's like, this is the most Christmassy song I've ever heard in my life. How do I not know this? So anyways, I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you guys enjoy your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.